The Talking Point with Kathimo Sasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, at 16 after 10, let's continue the show here today. We're looking at the business of traditional food. Khaladi Tema Setoha is the founder of House of Indiza. They specialized in South African indigenous food and tea. Khaladi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you. Now, South Africans love their traditional food. In fact, you won't find a shortage of places to buy traditional food. Why did you decide to get into the business? So it's the processing side. So it's the food science Mm. side. The the value adding into the ingredients um, that you will term indigenous. For example, we have a tea called Artemisia Afra. Mm-hmm. And the tea, or you will know it as Mutonyano or Lingana. Mm-hmm. We have tea bagged it, and we are the manufacturers and the brand owner. Um, so um, I studied uh, food science at University of Pretoria and then worked for the CSIR for 12 years or so as a bioscientist. So I've learned about value adding into indigenous knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then that's where my company, you know, grew from. Um, yeah, we take indigenous foods and pack them um, in, for example, legumes, and you'll have your cow peas, and you can then prepare them in different ways. So it's the processing side. Mm. And when did you start your business, Khaled? Oh, it's been long. <laughs> I think I think 2013 we yeah. started with with the with the the, the book. Because we wanted to, uh, we wanted to teach people the value mm-hmm. of the indigenous food, especially the nutritional information. So the first thing that we did was to put a cookbook together. It's called it's called a culinary journey of South African indigenous foods, and subsequent to that, we went into the medicinal teas. Your Atmisia, Lipia Yavanika, Kimushungwani, um, Sadalandia Fratricens. We call it Musha Pilua Noka, your honey bush, your buhu. So after um, that teas, we then went into the legumes and grains. And subsequent to that, we are writing another book thanks to the National Arts Council for the funding. We are um, putting together a, 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 a celebratory notion of mm. South Africans around the food and yeah that's that's our work so we so so, so give me the title of, of 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 your book again a culinary journey or oh, the first one yes it's the, a culinary journey of South African indigenous food okay oh wow and 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 in this book you know what what did you want readers to be able to take away from it when you were putting it together because obviously you have so much experience um in terms of the knowledge side of 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 the food itself we wanted people to appreciate the nutritional information Mm. that you find in our foods Mm. and which is mostly downplayed and looked as rural food but if you look at it they are more nutritional let's take for example sorghum sorghum is a rural food but it's more nutritious it's got protein it's got good fiber uh, as compared to the white pulp. Uh, we have millet 
people don't know about millet because it's not easy to take rural products into the market and we are solving that problem. So, yeah, mainly the value that is in indigenous knowledge. That is our core business. Mm. Does, it, does it come with recipes? It does, it does. It actually um, um, celebrates 11 ethnic groups. And it's the Zulu, the Venda, the Kosa, the Zonga, the Ndebele, everyone including Koi and San. And yeah, so, and the Africans, of course. So we're profiling the, in that cookbook is about what they eat and what the value of those foods mm. are. Often when we talk about processing, because it's much more technical, it is a sector that people tend to shy away from, either from um, the lack of knowledge to do what's required, but oftentimes even people with knowledge don't have the kind of capital that is needed um, to, to start up their, that, their businesses and, and scale it up to a point where it can be uh, sustainable and functional in the long run. So when you decided to start, perhaps a bit of your journey in terms of the kind of resources that you had access to and, and how you took that, that step of, of effectively leaving a job um, to, to, to go into this business. Yes, you are correct. So it, it's very capital intensive mm. and you must choose your battles. And knowing that we didn't have enough capital, we went um, via contract manufacturing. So we harvest the teas, we harvest the grains and legumes, we dry them, we pre-process them. And for uh, what we would need a, a, a large equipment or expensive equipment to further process, we contract manufacture. So you choose your battles. If you are good in the um, R&D, for example, the CSR is working on another product of ours and they are putting um, a research into it. If you are good into that, you focus there. And the other uh, uh, type of... Um, need that your business have, you can outsource it. And which is what we we, we did in the market with our own product. The food. But we don't have a tea baking machine. Mm. It's a half a million rent equipment. So what do you do? You outsource that part. And and was it easy to establish the contacts in terms of the manufacturers? And of course, there's also the negotiations of the price because you, you're, you're coming up with a product that you haven't fully tested in market and you don't know what people's responses are going to be. You're right. So so there is, there is um, you need money to mm. start this type of, of work. And you need dedication as well. Um, and when, when you position your product for the need of, of, of consumers, then you are able to, you know, get something out and put it back into the business and continue um, uh, making making it out. I mean, we, we are trying to get into, we are in SPA, um, thanks to SPA, we are in takealot.com, we want to get into this camp, Casey. Wow, and that's, that's amazing. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Thank you. So it's, it's not easy. You're balancing mm. the whole mm. value chain. Mm. You're balancing rural women being able to give you a good product mm. because they don't understand what is drying. You know, you have to teach them how to dry the product. 
perfectly so that by the time you do value adding, mm. the ingredient that you are putting in is of good value. So the whole value chain, you are in it and you are alone. It's a very lonely journey. Uh, mm. But, you know, we keep we keep at it and um, when we get sales, we put it back into the business and someday we are big and people think it's a one-year uh, growth. And it's been 10 years. 10 years in the making, really. And, you know, yeah. you're bringing me to my next point because because of the kind of uh, products that you're actually processing, you will need a lot of uh, work done, especially from uh, the produce side of things. You need people that can reliably produce uh, some of the raw product for you. How do you go about that journey? It's not easy either mm-hmm. um, because of the location where you get this product. They are in rural areas. Mm. And our mandate is to make rural economy grow. So when you want the rural economy grow, you go back to the rural areas and you say, this is of value. This is a plant that you are taking for granted, but I know its value and I want to take it to the market. Mm. So you conscientize your rural economy and say, take care of this plant. I don't want you to wild harvest. I want you to start farming this plant. Then you have to show them the value. And sometimes it's not easy because you are not taking a one ton of um, Lipia Yavanika. You are taking 100 kilograms in three months Mm. and they don't see the business. But you need to keep motivating them and saying, we are going somewhere. I'm getting you there. It's it's my um, passion to make rural economy grow. I'm from rural areas. I know what works. When I got to the university, I realized that the knowledge that I have of food is not being taught here. And I took the liberty on myself to say, I'm going to make indigenous foods, you know, get into the market and in the right brand, in the right packaging. You must look at our brand. I mean, it's uh, I, 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 I was going to say, because I'm, I'm on your website right now, Khaladi, and... Um, and I wanted to know how deliberate you were about choosing the kind of branding that we have, because we know that sometimes, um, you know, you can have <laughs> rooibos tea that's packaged just in a normal rooibos pack. I won't mention any brand. And mm. people will sometimes walk away from it and they'll buy the rooibos tea that's maybe a bit more expensive just because the brand looks fancier. Not that the tea is different, but uh, one brand just has able to be more appealing than than another and you have have been quite deliberate in terms of uh, how you've packaged do, your products yes definitely so one day when we were uh, presenting indigenous foods to uh, the former president Tabumbeki, he said to me Khalid, this product do you think it can go and compete with romani creams <laughs> <laughs> he did say that when i was uh, young i was uh, i was just 20 21 and I, I then looked at the product that we were taking to market and and looking at what was in the market and I took that to heart um, and when I when I uh, started branding my product mm. I made sure that is very beautiful that Africa is not poor Africa just needs a correct branding and enough uh, uh, of us the young people to say. 
Africa is beautiful. Look at her. She's got mm. beautiful products that are authentic, that are indigenous, that are natural, or organic. Give her a chance. So we need that shelf space. Have you found that people are actually responsive to your products now that we've had COVID-19? At some point, uh, Artemisia was the talk of the town. Everybody wanted uh, a piece of it. We all started growing it, myself included. <laughs> but, 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 but are you finding that um, that has increased the, the, the kind of demand for your products? Casey? Like more than hundred percent. Wow! Like it wow. was, it was an overnight success of something that we've been growing for five years. Mm. It was amazing. Um, yeah, and the other um, teas now are taking shape, like your Sutherlandia. Sutherlandia is very bitter, very, very, very bitter. It's not tasty at all. But the benefits, it's a, it's a blood cleanser. Um, it is known for that um, in rural areas. And we've also been clever. We saw that um, eucalyptus oil was getting out of stock. People were buying a lot. Then we processed eucalyptus into tea. So we, we, we are using eucalyptus globulus. It's not indigenous to South Africa, but because we saw the net mm. in the market, we brought it in as a limited um, edition. And yeah, we've grown so much in the last, yeah, Katie, like, we're so happy. Wow, we certainly wish you uh, all of the very best with your business. I've got one voice note question for you here, Khaladi. Yes. Hi, SAFM, this is King coming to you from Afikeng. And my question is to Khaladi. Not sure if I'm getting the, the name correctly, but wow, what an interesting initiative. Um, taking indigenous foods to a whole new level that's that's really powerful so my question is um i i hear you talk about uh processing your foods and um having having them with added value like i want to know what that means like how how natural are these ingredients and all that thank you all right, Khaladi, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. I'll give you an opportunity to respond to that question in a moment. First, let me take the 10.30 news headline. And good morning. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. We continue our conversation with Khaladi Tema Setoha, who is the founder of House of Indiza. And what an, what an absolutely exciting journey they've been on as a business. And it's probably been lots of hard work. So exciting to us as the, the observers, uh, those who get to look in. But I think a lot of hard work, sweat and tears has gone into making it as successful as it is. So Khaladi, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to answer that question uh, from our our listener who was asking about the ingredients of your products. Yes. So we want to keep it authentic, as authentic as possible. So sometimes value adding is just adding conveniency. Instead of you lose, uh, using uh, loose tea, you can use now a tea bag. You know, um, we used to be uh, um, processing the tea only as a, a loose tea form, and now we have tea bagged them. And in terms of the legumes and grains, um, the sorting, the grading, the blanching, uh, if they need blanching, 
that is a value addition so that you, the consumer, when you get the product, um, it's not sorghum and stones or sorghum and some foreign material inside. So you, you can trust um, uh, the products that you are getting. Mm-hmm. So value, value adding can be just small things, but um, it, it's, it's... So we are not processing. We are not um, mixing your additives and, and, and such. Not No, we are just giving you the good product um, as organic, mm-hmm. as indigenous as is, but in a more cleaner and acceptable um, food safety level. I, I imagine uh, you also have to go that route because now that your product is in retail, there's a certain ex- a standard that would be required. Yes, correct. Um, and, and, and that would be your good manufacturing uh, practices. It would be your, um, your, your factory being HACCP compliant and such. And we, we are proud to be following um, all the necessary uh, needed you know, processes to make sure that the product is, is safe for consumption. All right. Khaladi, let me thank you so much for coming on to the show today. It's really been a pleasure speaking to you. People are asking me where can they find your product. So you mentioned Take A Lot, you mentioned Spa. Where else can your product products be sourced from? Um, we are on indizatea.com. That is indizatea.com. So people can buy our products from our online store as well. Uh, we courier nationwide. We've been doing that very well for the past three years. And yeah, we very soon you'll find us in other big retailers. We're still negotiating our way in. I'm sure very soon we will find you um, in, in mo- most of the big retailers in the country. Okay, let me play one more voice note. One more voice note before I let you go, Khaladi. Kathy, your guest is inspiring and I love her dedication to such an important and valuable thing as promoting and getting our local indigenous produce out into the market and helping us all to be aware of it and have access to it. May her business just go from strength to strength and I do hope to see her in all of those outlets that she mentioned. I'm going to be heading out to Spa to get myself some. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Lovely voice note there from one of our listeners for you, Khaladi. So I think no shortage of support. I've got quite a number of WhatsApp messages also coming coming in asking you, uh, I mean, rather congratulating you on the work that uh, you have been doing through your business. And we certainly hope that uh, the next time we speak to you, you'll be a multi-millionaire potentially. So please do take our call, the call from our producers again to come and give us an update on how your business is doing. Okay. Thank you so much, Casey. All right. Khaladi Tema Setoha, the founder of House of Indiza, and they are available online. Um, I'm curious about the Sutherlandia tea that she was talking about. It's got beautiful packaging and it comes in green and red packaging. But she did say that it's bitter, but it's good for you. So I think these days, as long as you know you know that it's good for you, <laughs> it's probably enough reason to take it. Um, so the website is Indiza, I-N-D-I. Z A foods at uh, 
indizafoods.co.za. So indizafoods.co.za. That's where you'll find some of their products and their online store. Okay, so uh, let's change gear now. We're going to take you to uh, the Zondo Commission of Inquiry. Of course, that's where we have um, Mr. Wakeford, who is giving evidence. Uh, Kevin Wakeford, that is, and it's related to Musasa. So I think we'll just take the first part of his uh, testimony. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we'll still continue our chat with corruption uh, within trade unions and cyberbullying, that research that's recently come out.